Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. I'm Henry Hansen. In this episode, our first in many years, Mike Vasquez and I speak with Elliot Welland, Managing Director of Ashmay. Ashmay is a clothing brand specializing in high-performance running and cycling apparel using merino wool. Elliot tells us about some of the product performance and development aspects of his work, and we talk about the business side and pandemic influences. Enjoy! Good to see you, Elliot. Um, you want to just start by telling the audience a little bit about your background and how you got started in sports technology. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Thanks very much for having me, both of you. Um, my my history in in sports technology is from uh, an early age. Really, I was always uh, passionate about sport and interested in sport. So, from kind of secondary school, I had kind of mapped out my career already to know where I wanted to be. Um, which is quite rare, I think, for a lot of people. They don't really know what they want to do um, at, that, at that age. But I certainly did. I always wanted to go into, into sports technology and into sports product design. So I guided my education around that, picking the right courses and the right modules uh, to make sure that I, I definitely went down that path. Um, I suppose that got a bit more serious when I went to university. Um, so I managed to get into a into a good sports university, uh, Loughborough, um, which allowed me to do a sports technology degree or sports great university. Great university, yeah. <laughs> and so that's where uh, so where our paths crossed. Um, but um, so that was a really um, a really good place to be if you were into sports, uh, into engineering. It kind of really immersed yourself into that world um, and gave you a, a really good foothold into into the industry. I think that that degree program, especially, that's what it's very good for. Um, it gives you a real good grounding on the sports industry and and how and all the different aspects of it. So you become much more rounded than some of the other degree programs, which are a bit more specific. But you become very uh, very well rounded in uh, in sports engineering and sports technology. Um, so oh, that's yeah. where I came from, really. In the in the early days, was there a, a piece of equipment or or something that kind of sparked your interest in in the technological aspect or like i would say so yes um when i was in secondary school um we did um design modules um or design um courses and i was uh, a football player at the time and obsessed with boots and so i would kind of do a lot of research around boots and uh, and what would be my favorite pair and the adidas predator was always one that just uh, I was always fascinated by um, the design and the technology behind it was always really really well marketed by Adidas at the time and um, and so that was what really I suppose footwear um, surprisingly was my kind of first love about sport and about sports technology um, because I was just sort of obsessive about football boots at the time. Cool and yeah, so for the past past several years you've been kind of running a company. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I think that's, uh, I have tons of questions for it, but I think starting, uh, having started my own business as well, I'm curious to get, get your story. Yeah, sure. So um, when I came out of university, um, I went briefly into a consultancy, an innovation consultancy um, called Progressive Sports Technologies, which was based out of Loughborough. And so kind of um, learned my way around the innovation of sports products um, before before finding and opening a, a new startup called Ashman. Um and um, at the time the company was was very very small. Um, it only had uh, two other employees, 
Um, and so I was coming on board to look after their product um, area. Um, so to like lead the development and to kind of stamp my mark on their, their products a little bit more through my knowledge that I've gained. Um, and the Ashmay had a sister company at the time called Blue Associates, um, which um, wrote their two companies run alongside one another. And that was a consultancy for other brands um, looking after their development and their product development. So, so I had quite a, um, a range of different um, projects that I was looking after for, in different sports applications. It wasn't just um, wasn't just Ashmay's projects. It was for six or seven other brands that I was kind of doing the development for and, and looking after their projects as well, which really helped Ashmay's product development as well because it meant that we could take ideas from other sports disciplines and implement them into our own products. Um, some of our some of the best developments that Ashmay's come up with is from other sports where we've kind of re-engineered it into uh, into our into our product line through running and cycling. Um, so that really did open up a lot of ideas around, around, uh, around that. And so what's the main focus of the company or what's kind of your key products? So Ashmay is, um, is a performance sportswear brand. We're based, um, out of London in the UK and, um, we look to use sustainable materials and processes to, um, uh, to influence our, our product development without compromising on performance. And so that's the bit that we're really trying to push forward is, is making a new benchmark for how performance products can still be sustainable and using uh, natural fibers or recycled fibers or uh, sustainable processes can still have a place within the highest of performance um, product. Is the, um, is the work with the was it Blue, Blue Associates, was that still... Is that still ongoing or has, has your work transitioned completely to Ashmay product? Yeah, it has. So we were doing uh, Blue Associates. Blue Associates was a business before I joined the company, but we were doing that for six more years. So we stopped that around two and a half years ago now to focus fully on Ashmay because doing that, it did feed into our development process, but it just meant that we weren't able to focus on the brand as much as we wanted to. Um, and so for the past two and a half years, um, and it was at the same time that I transitioned to become manager director of the business. Um, we, we decided that Blue Associates wasn't the direction to go down and that we'd focus our time fully on Ashmay. And did you have a particular type of, of clothing or sport that you wanted to, to start on with? I like looking at the website and a lot of cycling, it, it looks like it's a, a key, key market area for you guys. Yeah, so when we started, we were solely in running. Uh, running was our first sport discipline that we focused on. Um, and the, the, the brand Ashmay started because we saw a gap in the market for a, uh, a, a brand that was, had natural fibers at its core, being at the top level of sportswear. So being a premium sportswear brand, but using the, um, mainly uh, natural fibers. And that natural fiber is Merino wool. Merino wool is a, it's a natural fibre from um, the Merino sheep, which is uh, mostly in Australia, but also in New Zealand and uh, other countries as well. Um, but the Merino fibre is a, a really, really good thermoregulator, 
which makes it really good for sportswear because as you heat up when you when you do sport the fiber is able to handle the generation of heat and actively cool you um, as you warm up um, and this is quite rare within a natural fiber there are synthetic fibers which do this um, but to find that as a uh, as a, as a um, a property of a natural fiber is is quite rare um, but it makes it ideal for sportswear so we really wanted to home in on that when we first started there weren't really any other merino brands within sportswear in the industry um icebreaker were the ones that were really pushing it forward but they were mixing sport and lifestyle quite a lot so when we went to sports fairs there was no other merino brands around and so we saw that as an opportunity to do that within within running after we'd already, for our consultancy, put it into a lot of other brands, cycling brands, um, outdoor brands, ski bike brands, for our, for our knowledge of the fiber. Have, have you seen people respond more to the sustainability aspect in, I guess, recently compared to, compared to when you started? 100%, yeah. It's become much more of a well-known subject um, as, as, we've, as, we've, as time has gone on. Um, uh, Customers are now more aware of the impact that their clothing has on the environment, um, especially from a microplastics point of view. Um, so people are aware that when you wash a garment, which is a synthetic garment, that small fibers and small um, microplastics are coming off of these uh, garments and they're going into uh, our, our water sources um, and, and affecting our, well, that you can, see, you can see them in the seabed and the riverbeds. Um, all over the world. So people are much more aware of that. I think that that comes from a, a, a more of a media perspective that, that has been drawn towards that subject. Um, and certainly something that we've um, benefited from that, that, that growth in that area because brands and because customers now come to us looking for a sustainable solution to their clothing, which is one that we hopefully can offer. What's the biggest challenge from a sustainability perspective, is it kind of sourcing the, the raw material or getting a material to perform well as a, as a, as a garment in wicking sweat or whatever it's doing for thermal regulation? Yeah, we, we have to, um, we have to kind of aim right down the middle of that divide because we want to stay true to our values of performance. And so making sure that that is still, our highest priority within our products is is really important. That, that always comes number one. Performance has always been our our number one value. As um, as time has has passed with the brand, there are now many more solutions which offer both a sustainable and sustainable option as well as the performance option. It's not just merino wool, which it was um, when we first started. There are recycled. Uh, yarns that are coming through which are now really readily available um, and and recycled blends both in polyester and nylon there there are now uh, biodegradable yarns that are not natural fibers so looking at biodegradable synthetics um, which is really interesting then and there's also a lot of other fibers which are natural fibers which uh, is not merino but offer the performance benefits or getting towards the performance benefits the merino offers so there's a lot more options on the market today than there was when we first started um which benefits us greatly uh, because we like as i said at the start we don't have to compromise the performance element to achieve a sustainable product um 
and so that's what we want to set as the benchmark for you don't have that we should not ever really be using virgin polyesters or virgin nylons anymore because there are solutions out there which which offer uh, the performance that we're looking for I I read uh, on your website that you're you're proud of the um, slow fashion uh, yeah slow fashion um, which I think in the apparel industry they they often talk about the fast fast fashion aspect um, I think that's another nice aspect of sustainability in it making things that people will will keep for longer um, is that uh, like I mean, I'm I'm coming from a, a large company that sells different things every day, um, and I wonder how uh, how your consumer base responds to that. If you if you have um, still, I guess people updating with um, with new seasons, or if you if you find they're kind of on a much slower um, replacement cycle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we our customer base is we do get a very very high return rate for our customers. Um, um, we started the brand eight years ago now, but we still have customers come to us today to say, "I've still got my jacket that I bought eight years ago, and it's still going great." And which is which is great to hear. And that's the the point behind slow fashion is that the styles that we design are are classic. That they don't they're not uh, following fashion fads. They don't go out of, out of season. They don't go out of uh, fashion after three six months like some brands um, aim towards doing um, so our hope is that when we design a piece of clothing that in 10 years time you can still have it in your wardrobe and it's still as relevant as it is as it was on day one but also that it performs as well as it did on day one um, and that's really important as well to show that the um, the longevity of a garment can be held so when we're looking at sustainability, maybe it's from a, it's not only just from a biodegradable perspective and trying to get things either uh, recycled yarns or uh, yarns that will biodegrade. It's also looking at, um, is this garment going to be uh, relevant after a prolonged period of time? Um, and that's, and I think the like you say, that's a really important aspect of sustainability as well. And for, Kind of the various sports that you're doing, running, cycling, is there a particular kind of type of customer that you you see most often? Someone that's kind of a weekend warrior or kind of doing just looking for different options of uh, for for their garments. What's who do you kind of tend to see as as most commonly engaging with your product? Yeah, I mean the two sports that we actively operate in is running and cycling, but the um but we actually hold a lot of garments which we call our staple collection which operate across a much wider variety of sports and within that sustainability we is um is function across multiple activities so making sure that we're designing not just for one singular purpose and not so it's not for the athlete who wants to run utmb um and um and that's the only purpose of the jacket has to you know, has, to have, has to have a certain waterproofness has to have a certain breathability has to have no pockets because you don't want the bulk on the race like that it has to pack down as small as possible it has to have a hood we're not trying to design that way we're trying to design a garment which operates well in those circumstances in the most extremes but also is your jacket which gives you much more versatility so the customer that we see the most actually is somebody who is just an active individual across multiple sports so maybe skiing rowing 
um, so or outdoor hiking, but then also may participate in in cycling and running as well. Uh, it just happens at the moment they're the two sports that we focus on for our more sport specific items. I've been digging into your website because if you can see, we're in my office slash gym space, and uh, we've got to make do with all the COVID stuff. And is that a peloton uh, as well? It is, and uh, I got an official fitting yesterday, like a virtual fitting, and um, I've never ridden with bike shorts. I mean, you know, I mean, I did mostly running and I played baseball, but I didn't really know that there were like specific bike shorts. And the guy who I was doing the fitting from yesterday said, like are you crazy that you just ride in your bike or your running shorts? And so I've, I need to pick your brain maybe after this of, of what the, uh, the, the uh, cycling shorts look like. So I'm excited to, to dig into to that more, but, um, but kind of along those same lines, so obviously everyone's been impacted by the pandemic and working out looks a little bit different. People aren't going to gyms. People or can't go to gyms but how do you see this impacting the, the fitness space and in your business the pandemic has affected us quite a lot but it's changed the way that our customers are buying from us i suppose um we're seeing a lot more garments bought that can be used in a home environment um which our garments are very well suited to as well but I think that people have spent a little bit of time for just a little moment of reflection on their purchasing habits. And so I've actually said, okay, well, if I am going to spend money on something, I want to make sure that it's of a higher quality and maybe I only purchase it once rather than buy multiple items. Um, being online and being sportswear, the pandemic's actually um, had a, a positive effect on our business um, because people are able to purchase our garments online and and our delivery is still maintained uh, quite consistent over the time. Do you guys so, have a brick and mortar as well as online or all online? Um, our, 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 so we're all online, but we do have um, retailers that stock us, but not our own bricks and mortar store. Um, so we have roughly 10, 11 um, outlets all over the world um, from from Canada to Australia to Taiwan, um, usually one one store per locality, um, based on the kind of knowledge that is required to sell a piece of performance clothing. I suppose. Was there is there something that you're looking forward to, or like the next uh, next development or next innovation that um, you think would uh, I guess give you give you some new avenues. So that's really vague, but I mean, like new new textiles, new finishing methods, new um, new uh, business models, new. Um... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from a fabric perspective and yarn perspective, there are a, a, an enormous amount of of natural fibers or of materials that are now being used as fibers, which were never even ever considered before. Um, and you'd be amazed if you were to, to see some of the fabrics, what should you come through it, get through you like, how have they made a yarn out of that? So, I mean, tea or ginger or, and all sorts of fibers, which are just like, I just, I just don't know, I can't fathom how that becomes a fabric. But the technology now has 
come on so far that we're able to produce fabrics out of so many different materials um they're still very untested in our world so we don't we don't really know how they perform over a longer period of time and but certainly over you know so looking at longevity we don't really know if they're going to last um six months or six years so there are knowns in that respect um so that's quite exciting that there are other fibers being used uh, and other materials being used to produce clothing um from a business model perspective we are we, we're trying to make sure our online experience is as solid as possible and is as um, um, as easy to operate as possible. So there are as little barriers to entry for our customers. And because at what this pandemic has shown is that overnight, there are so many variables which can affect your business if you are set up in a certain way. Um, and we were very fortunate this time around uh, that it wasn't, you know, it didn't affect us as badly as it could have done, but it could have died. It could have been a very bad thing for us um, if we've been set up in a different business model. So yeah, we're just really trying to strengthen that side of um, our business and, and make sure that our e-commerce platform is as strong as possible to as many people as possible around the world. Um, so yeah. And what, um, I mean, you've been kind of at this for a number of years, so there's you know, a certain level of perseverance and kind of growing it methodically and expanding into different product lines kind of what is your motivation to continue kind of building the brand building the company and and building the small business yeah um for, for me i speak it's that i believe that we can produce something that is i don't believe that there's a race to the a bottom which a lot of there seems to be with a lot of sportswear um, brands it's um, you can produce something better that lasts longer and offers a better solution um, not only for your performance but for, for the world for the environment as well um, and so it's kind of reversing that and trying to make it so that there is a, there is a product out there which people can rely on and that offers very good quality and very good performance as well um, and we're certainly not anywhere near done yet i mean there are um we're we're focused on two main sports at the moment but our next goal is to actually develop our staples line much further to become a much more versatile brand so that you have a a base layer for many more occasions uh, that you can put across many more disciplines that will function at, as well as have, so having one base layer will function as well as having five different weights of a different brand i think that's really what we're trying to achieve um, what are you what are you wearing right now <laughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> is that is that one of the um uh one of the base layers or one of the uh, yeah my t- my t-shirt here is a is a is a merino and carbon t-shirt hmm. um so the merino this is 65 percent merino wool um which uh, is quite a high percentage in terms of um in terms of where the merino market is right now the merino is a ex- very expensive fiber to to purchase so you'll see a lot of brands who now talk about merino garments but their merino content is is quite low within within the garment um for cost reasons only um 
so we like to keep our merino content very high we we won't go any lower than 40 percent um on on our garments because we don't believe that there is a performance benefit if you go below that value um the carbon fiber within this is a activated carbon particle within a synthetic fiber which speeds up the drying and wicking ability of the merino so it adds the resiliency that we're looking for for longer term um probably also keeps it from smelling carbon as well or is that it does but actually the merino has a great natural ability to do that anyway um probably mm -hmm. above um above the carbon element so the um or the, it's um so merino because of the way the fiber is structured is able to hold bacteria in a certain way so that it doesn't bind together which creates the odor that you will get through sportswear so you can wear your merino garments on multiple occasions without washing which is another great sustainability um uh, aspect for or property of merino wool so for customers that are new to kind of sportswear and not kind of uh, junkies in the sense that they know every fiber that's coming out like what how do you advise them on selecting garments what are they what questions do you always think about when you're looking at and evaluating different technologies and materials or even your own brand what what kind of what should we be thinking about um i think that it's it's down to functionality really for for the main part um so what is the purpose of the garment you're purchasing um and if you can uh, purchase a garment that is going to work across a wider variety of environments. I think that's a, a very valuable um, a, a property to have within your garments. Um, so I would say that's probably the number one. That's one, one that we try to look for quite uh, a lot with our garments when we're producing them is, is we don't really want a very narrow field for its um, optimal operating um, temperature or environment we want that to be as wide as possible um, merino really does that quite well actually you can um, you can similarly be within the kind of 30 35 degrees quite humid and feel very comfortable and at the same time on with just a t-shirt on it'd be in the mid-teens and, and be similarly quite comfortable so i'd say that's the, the functionality aspect is definitely one that i would advise customers to work on first and to think about how how wide they can make that functionality field. Great. And if people wanted to find out more information about kind of the technology that you guys are are working on and, and products, where would they go? Um, well, our website has quite a lot of information um, on, on our materials and, and how we select them. So you can find that at uh, ashmei.com, A-S-H-M-E-I.com. Um, we also post to our social media channels. So we have Facebook and, and Instagram too. So you can and look there as well. If you want to find any information about wool, the best place to go is, is um, the Walmart website, uh, W-O-O-L-M-A-R-K. Um, and we are a partner brand of Walmart. So that means that our, our wool is tested to the highest ethical and performance standards before it can get that. Uh, that mark um, so but they have a ton of information on there about about wool and, and how it functions and are you shipping globally can anyone from any place get uh, get the product 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So uh, we offer global shipping. Selfish, we actually offer selfishly, free. can I order something and, and get it shipped to Chicago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we, offer, we actually offer free global shipping. So oh, uh, awesome. so you can uh, yeah go on there and and, and purchase um, at will. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you, Elliot. Right. I don't know. Henry, do you have any other questions? Uh, no, no, I think, uh, thanks a lot for your time. I've enjoyed learning a little bit more about the, uh, the wool technology in your company and, um, best of luck in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again, Elliot. In the next episode, we'll speak with Mary Thomas about her sports bra company, Mary.